What's up, man? Welcome back to Dangle Life's a Garden Podcast. Uh, just got back from Dangle, Texas, man. Went on an aeroplane down to see my friend Pal Williams, man. Uh, listen to a lot of country music. Uh, Dangle, San Antonio, Texas, Riverwalk, Alamo. Drinking a lot of tequila shots, margaritas. Shot, 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 shot. Had a Dangle good old time, and I'll, t- I'll tell you all about it here in just a Dangle second. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I was trying to say is, it's episode 55 of Life's a Garden. What is going on, all you rapscallions, you little varmints out there? I have returned, fresh off my trip from the Lone Star State of Texas. As you can see, I have fully embraced the Texas culture. I, I got my hat on. I... Since returning from my trip, I have not taken this hat off. I sleep with it. Uh, bought myself a pair of boots. I've uh, been listening to a lot of country music. A gone country. Look at them boots. A gone country. Back to my roots. Um, speaking of country music, I did go... I actually... Just went to uh, my, well, not my first, but my second country concert that I've ever been to. Went and saw Aaron Lewis, who uh, is the lead singer from Stained, but he has a side, pro- it's a solo project, and it's uh, all country music, which I actually, I only know like one of his country songs, but it is, uh, it was actually really good. So shout, shout out to Craig. And uh, his dad for hooking me up with a ticket on that, and for driving us out there. Went how how much more country does it get than this? Concert was in the middle of a field on a ranch in Big Timber, Montana. Um, great setup, stage like nice stage. It was all fenced off, beer garden, porta potties, the whole nine. It was like a professional professional setup. It wasn't just like out in the middle of nowhere. But fun show. He played a couple Stain songs. Had a really good time. First concert I've been to since 2019. Besides like local shows and the shows that I've played myself. So first concert I got to go to. And you're goddamn right. It was a country concert. Because that's who I am now. This is my identity. I have fully embraced the Texas culture. I am not... I am now a... A uh, honorary Texan, and so it's it's country from now on. Cutthroat, we're changing it up. We're gonna be all country now. We're a full country band, scrapping the rock and metal. It's no longer a part of my blood. I'm country boy, cause a country boy is all I'll ever be. Um. So anyway, yes. Let's talk about the trip. Let's talk about the Texas trip. Uh, spent time, stepped foot on the soil of my all-time hero, and no, I am not talking about Joe Rogan, of course, 
I can only be talking about Hank Hill. My one true hero, the uh, Texas man, lives in, you know, obviously that's the whole gimmick, lives in Texas. Propane and propane accessories, dang old Texas man. Boomhauer, dang old Texas. Damn it, Bobby. Um, so, okay, let's, let's go through the trip. I'll, I'll, uh, kind of tell you what all we did, all the fun we had. It was a great time. Uh, shout out to Pow, my buddy Pow, who's been on the show. You know who he is for, um, accommodating me and, and showing me around. We had a lot of fun. This is like the first vacation I've done where I really had no plan. It was just like, I'm going to go. Pow knows the place. Pow knows the, the, uh, what's fun to do, all the, all the good spots. And I was just like, you make the itinerary, man. We'll just do what, what you want to do. And you just show me the fun stuff and we'll, and we'll have a good time. Normally I'm a planner. I, I stress about planning the trip and like having all this stuff I want to do. But, uh, this time I was just like, you know what? I don't know when it's, and okay. So San Antonio, we, I went to that's specifically where I went, San Antonio. I'm here to tell you S a in San for San Antonio. It doesn't stand for San Antonio. S a stands for swamp ass because it was goddamn hot down there. To be fair, it was not as hot as I expected to be. It was like in the eighties, but very humid, very swamp ass. Um, but yeah, so I let Pal kind of figure, like, decide what we were gonna do, and he he nailed it. Like, we had a great time. So anyway, I'll skip talking about the flight itself because that's a whole different story. That's a whole different topic that I want to dive into. But I'll I'll save that for later. I want to talk about the the fun stuff. Um, got so got down to tech or flew in late. I'll get to that later. Uh, flew in late. We went to Pow's girlfriend's, the barbecue restaurant that she works at. Started my trip off perfectly with some Texas barbecue. Had a delicious brisket. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of it. I want to say it was the Alamo barbecue something. Everything down there is the Alamo something. So it's like... Here in Billings, everything is Yellowstone something or Big Sky something. Down there, it's either Lone Star something or Alamo something. Alamo Real Estate. Alamo Insurance. Yeah. So, I think it was called the Alamo Cafe or the Alamo Barbecue Hut or something like that. So, I wish I could remember the exact name so I could give you a shout out. Make, have you go, if, you're, if you live in dang old Texas... You can uh, you could go check that out. Anyway, it was delicious. Had a great time. Started off with a Texas brew. First beer I had down there was a a local beer. I really wanted to try Steve Austin's beer, his IPA, the Broken Skull IPA, but I didn't really look for it, so didn't get a chance to try that. Another one of my heroes that lives down in Texas, Stone Cold. Um. That okay, so first night had the barbecue, then we ended up going to the river walk. 
The Riverwalk was a blast. That's the, it, it's a everyone says that's the thing you got to do if you go to San Antonio. That's like the go-to thing. And I'm here to tell you they are correct. Um so like the way it's set up is you're downtown. First of all, downtown San Antonio, very old like the buildings are it's just old school architecture, you know, you can tell the buildings are very old. Not a lot of new infrastructure. Kind of I don't want to be rude, but dilapidated. There's you know, at least the areas we were in, yeah, I didn't see the whole thing. But it's, I'm talking downtown by the Riverwalk area. Just not necessarily dilapidated, just old. You can tell the architecture is very old. And like the streets and all this whatnot. But it's it's like um just classic. It's a classic look and I and it's nothing that I don't not appreciate. It made it even more cool. And so the river walk is down. You like walk down to the, like the river and it just runs along these buildings and whatnot. And uh there's just bars all the way around, like bar 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 all the way through the whole whole thing, bars and restaurants. And uh yeah, we, we were hitting up different bars, had a couple margaritas, uh, walked up and down the river walk. We didn't go to the Alamo. I It wasn't necessarily on my bucket list to see the Alamo, and I didn't really care that much anyway. So we skipped the Alamo. Ended up going to this really cool piano bar. So, like, the whole setup, is, uh, it's kind of like a club. And there's, like, five or six people, and they all there's two pianos. They had... Bass, guitar, rhythm guitar, multiple mics, drums, the whole everything. And these these people, there's like five or six people, just like come in and out and they'll just play whatever songs. You can request songs. And they played a variety of music. They were playing, you know, country, rock, hip-hop, old oldies, you name it. They could play anything. And it was amazing. They sounded great. Um... Wish I could remember the name of that place too, but I don't. And so we did that. Ended up just going home after that, calling it a night. Next day, got up, play. We went and played some uh, Top Golf, which this was my second time playing Top Golf. And I gotta tell you, I love Top. Like it's so fun. If you've never done Top Golf, check it out. If it's in an area near you, or if you're ever somewhere that has Top Golf. Go go ha- do it. If you don't know what Top Golf is, it's kind of like bowling but with golf. Uh, it's a big driving range, and then there's like these giant like targets out in the in the fairway or whatever in the in the rain in the driving range, and you and the whole point is to get into the hole and kind of like darts where you have to. The more centered you get it, the more points you get, and there's like rings on these, and then you just rack up the points. And then there was another feature where you could play like a virtual golf on an actual course. So me and him played the back nine on uh, Pebble Beach. And you kind of can like adjust it, kind of like a video game where you adjust and it tells you what your center point is. So the whole point is to try and get it as far and centered as possible. But really cool. Like it was really a lot of fun. And I got to tell you two things I've noticed as of late that are speaking to my age. I feel like I'm getting a lot older, and these two things are proving me right. One of them, I have increasingly been getting heartburn. 
I've never really experienced heartburn. I don't really, you know, I've, I've had it here and there throughout my life, but I've had it multiple times in the last few months, had it twice down in Texas. You can blame that Texas barbecue on that. But, and I was getting heartburn from like tequila or, or whatever drinks we we're having. I think, I don't know if it was the beer or the tequila or what, but I was getting heartburn from that too. Um, so yeah, heartburn is my, is the first thing. Number two, I think I'm starting to like golf because I had a lot of fun. I know top golf is different than real golf, but it kind of made me more interested at least like my foot's in the door. I'm getting interested in trying golf and I never thought I'd say that I'm getting old. Uh, we went to this cool art arcade that was kind of like a Dave and Buster's. That was fun. And then we went and had some authentic Mexican, which, by the way, just so happened while I was down there, uh, was Fiesta. Fiesta was going on. So there was a, a bunch of, um, like, parties downtown, Mexican, uh, Spanish parties, um, which was really cool to see all that, to see just that culture and and kind of see what they were just how just the whole just the whole uh experience of it was was really cool well we couldn't get into a place downtown because it was just packed there were so many people there it was, it was a giant street party and then we so we ended up going to this other authentic like really kind of hole in the wall mexican place that was delicious and i could not believe the prices like a full plate for like eight bucks i was like this can't be real had some satavesas and what did we do? Oh, yeah. Then we went to this house party that night. That night we went to the house party. I do not know how I didn't uh, get alcohol poisoning because we drank the kitchen sink. It was, we were having margaritas, tequila, beer, freaking, they had moonshine. You name it, man. And we were taking shots and I don't know if it has to do with the altitude because that's what Powell was saying. It could have something to do with the altitude. The fact that we didn't get like so messed up. I didn't even, like we, I barely had a hangover. It was like this, this, uh, I had a, uh, you know, I was exhausted the next day, but I, I didn't have a pounding headache. I never threw up. I never felt nauseous. Great time though. Um, it was like this, one of their friends housewarming party. They had just moved into their new house. They had a whole bunch of friends over. Half the people there were like, Miami Mexicans, I think. There, I, I don't. I, I guess I didn't necessarily know exactly what their background was. I want to say they were Spanish. They were definitely Spanish, but uh, I guess they could have been Cuban or. But they said they were from Miami. Really fun group of people. Um, I was like the odd man out. I'm this ginger fucking gringo. Showed up to their party, and uh, granted, Pau's girlfriend is the exact same thing, ginger gringo. Um, but just this stranger, they totally accepted me and like got, to, we were just bullshitting, having fun. We played some flip cup, played some beer pong, had a good time. Like I said, drank a lot. By the end of it, everyone's like shirtless, freaking just taking shots. And <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, so shout out to all those guys. We had a lot of fun. Then what happened next? We, yeah, went home, slept for, we, we were up till 4 a.m. drinking and partying. It was a, it was a good time. Next day, 
got up, went to Twin Peaks, which if you don't know what Twin Peaks is, it is some it's like a Hooters. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, somebody told me that Twin the owner of Twin Peaks used to be a part owner of Hooters, and then he branched off and made Twin Peaks. And this is my first time at a Twin Peaks. Very, I mean, I think it's way better than Hooters. The food was a hundred percent better. The um, decor, it's like kind of log cabin style decor. Imagine like a, f- a famous Dave's almost with sports bar, like tons of TVs doing sports. And we, so normally I guess they wear like flannels and like short shorts, like jean shorts or whatever. Well, it just so happened to be the first day of summer, or at least like. That was coming up. So, they're all wearing bikinis. It's like a bikini party. And let me tell you, every one of those girls was cheeked up. Just fucking asses for days. They got that honky-tonk, but donkey-donk. I mean, goddamn. And I was thinking about it. That has to just suck to have to work that way. I could not imagine. Like, maybe, I mean, they're pro- obviously they don't mind or they wouldn't do it, but I just can't imagine walking back into the kitchen and, like, taking orders and literally walking around basically naked. It just, it couldn't be comfortable. And I'm so fucking self-conscious of my own body. I, I, I don't know. Those places are, are interesting. Hooters and, you know, Tilted Kilt. Places like that, definitely interesting. You got to be bodied up to do that. And let me tell you, all those girls were bodied up. Mm. But yeah, the food was good. It definitely cured the hangover. I had, I literally had the hangover burger is what it was called. And it made me feel a lot better. Instantly went back to their place, took a nap. And then we hit the pool. We just chilled by the pool and hung out for the rest of the night. And then I I went to a hotel that was close to the airport because I had to get up at 3 a.m. so I could fly out at 5. So, yeah. Uh, Overall, great trip. Um, Like I said, the Texas culture has embedded itself into me. But, um, what else? I, I feel like I'm missing something to say about the whole trip. It was fun, man. I mean, thank you to Pow. Thank you to his girlfriend. Um, I was I slept in their closet, which I know on first listening to me say that sounds crazy, but their closet is goddamn huge. The setup they had was was uh, so bizarre. I've never seen it like this. So it was, and now they have a bunch of roommates. So I felt like I didn't want to impose on staying with them because I didn't want to like make it weird on their roommates or something. Didn't see their roommates all trip. I saw like maybe I saw two of them for a sum total of five minutes. So very like their setup is great. I ended up going to, uh, so, so anyway, the, the setup in their house, it's their room. And then there's like a door to their bathroom. And then there's another door past their bathroom to a giant walk-in closet and they had an air mattress for me. That's where I slept. It was perfect because I had access to the bathroom. They had access to the bathroom. Plus, we both had privacy with our doors. I couldn't believe it. It Like, it literally couldn't have been any better. I, fe- I felt like it would have been weird if I was just sleeping in their closet directly to their room. Because then, if I wanted to leave to go to the bathroom, I'd have to 
walk past them while they're sleeping or fucking or whatever. So it was just, it couldn't have worked out any better. Um, yeah, I would definitely be down to do that again. We're thinking about making another trip down there, go to Dallas, go to Austin and see a Broncos uh, Cowboys game. So we thought about going to Austin this time. And then we, we just decided to stay in San Antonio, which there was plenty to do. Um, felt like I've been to Denver a lot. San Antonio has this very like Denver vibe as far as like the way it's structured, the way the city's built up built and like how it's kind of spread out a little bit. Just driving around there really reminded me of Denver. Obviously the, um, like the architecture and the culture and the, um, very Latin culture, very Latin based culture down there. If you couldn't, if you didn't, uh, guess that already. And, uh, also what, what was the other thing I was going to say about, um, obviously like the humidity and all that, the atmosphere itself, um, definitely not like Denver, but just, just the vibe of the city itself was very, uh, Denver feel. So if you ever want to, if you ever are curious how San Antonio is, that's how it is. Oh yeah. Also, this is so perfect because this story came out right before I went down there about how, uh, Charles Barkley was getting in trouble by the fucking social justice mob the damn social justice mob fucking um, coming after him for saying literally talking about it's like a running joke I guess that he does about the, the women of San Antonio anytime they're talking about the San Antonio Spurs he brings up how like the women are like just grotesque and like just not attractive or like how they're fat or whatever just just say i think what i think the term he used was the those pitbull women or something like that so i decided while i'm down there okay let's let's put it to the test let me check and see uh i'll kind of keep an eye out see if he's right and i just think i don't think charles barkley's looking in the right places man because it really depended on where we were Twin Peaks, bodied up. Uh, that club I was at, that piano club, bodied up. Like, there's, there just depends on where you go. Uh, smoke shows everywhere. On the other hand, you know, it's, it's kind of just like most places, I think, where, yeah, there's some... There's a variety of people. There's attractive people, there's unattractive people. I didn't notice that it was just like absurdly unattractive people. So, that's my experience with the women of San Antonio. Mm. Okay. Now, let me move to the second portion of the trip, which basically was like 90... I don't want to, It wasn't 90% of the trip, but it was a very large portion of the trip. Was my time spent on the airplane or in the airport? Now, my experience flying generally is a direct flight every time i like most of the times i've flown i it's usually allegiant going to las vegas allegiant going to um phoenix or like a direct delta or united flight to denver those are the only real flights i've taken and i did go to san uh san diego once with we had to stop in uh utah both times we stopped in Utah, the, the layover was like 
I think no more than two hours. This time, however, I had a five-hour layover, and then I had a five-hour layover that turned into a six-hour layover, and then I had a 13-hour layover, both of those in Dallas-Fort Worth. Fortunately, Dallas-Fort Worth happens to be a huge airport, so I had plenty to do, plenty to keep me busy. Um, you, the dumb, the downside of it all is you're supposed to wear your mask the whole time since it's a federal building, and you have to wear your mask on the planes and stuff. So let's just start from the beginning. Both my flights were supposed to. Well, first of all, both flights leaving, leaving here and leaving San Antonio were supposed to go out at 6 a.m., which sucks. I didn't mind leaving here at 6 a.m. because. That meant to me, you know, I get down there quicker. I can go, I can get down there sooner. So my, I leave at 6 a.m. Flight leaves at 6 a.m. right on time. Get down to Dallas. So, okay, first of all, the plane. Let me talk about the plane itself. Um, since I had to wear the mask, I, I've already get somewhat anxious on a plane just because I don't like the takeoff and I don't like the landing. Having the mask on, not being able to breathe properly, breathe fully, definitely hindered or it heightened my anxiety. And I think it was just because I I couldn't fully breathe. And then you're just contained in this tube with a bunch of people. Um... So that kind of was rough. I never, I actually, there was a few times I did feel like I might get airsick, but thank God I never did. Um, but then, okay. So the flights, the flights were fine. There was very little turbulence and whatnot. Like no, no issues on the flight itself. Just a little anxious. Get down to Dallas Fort Worth airport. If you've never been there, it's goddamn huge. There's like five terminals. Each terminal has like 40 to 50 gates. And it's it's like built in like a circle, I think. And you have to get on a train to get from each terminal. Um, first time I was in Terminal C. Second time I was in Terminal B. I uh, First time I, when I got down there was about 9 o'clock. And I ended up, basically what I would do is stay at like a restaurant or something, or at least have food. So you, cause if you have food with you, you don't have to wear the mask in the airport. And there were several times I was just walking around without my mask forgetting cause I'm used to it. And I was getting all these stares. I'm like, what the fuck are people staring at? And I was like, everyone's wearing masks. Oh, so I had to throw the mask on. Um, went to this really nice Italian restaurant in there, had, had a, great breakfast sandwich um i worked on the podcast i edited the podcast the last episode got all that stuff ready so i was able to kill time flight got delayed first of all they moved the gate around several times i had to like keep checking my gate to a different spot at least it was in the same terminal but i ended up down on one end okay then i ended up down on the other end then i'm back on this end because, yeah, they canceled my flight. Or, or they delayed my flight. End up, you know, it was delayed about an hour. Finally get in there. Got on the plane. 
Also, the delayed flight, I wasn't even on the plane by the time it took off. Or, or it was supposed to take off. But, but when it was scheduled to take off, I was boarding the plane. And then it took forever for us to take off. Got to the other airport. I got an alert saying that my flight leaving San Antonio had been canceled. So now I got to go talk to the front desk. I'm waiting in line. Just so happened to be stuck behind the one guy who has a huge issue that can't be solved immediately. So I'm standing there for 20 minutes. Finally go up. I'm like, hey, uh, the flight got canceled. And he kind of just showed me, oh, it just reschedules you to this flight. Simple fix. My next, the flight was supposed to leave at 6 a.m. It then got backed up to 5 a.m. So I've missed out on another hour of sleep I could have had. Paid $130 for a hotel that I used for four hours, five hours, whatever. I want to say this, but well, I'll get, I'll get to that in a minute. So then on my 13 hour layover, basically just wandered around the airport and I was doing some stuff on the, uh, on my computer, posted the podcast, promoted the podcast, did all that shit. Um, had me a Dunkin' Donuts, which by the way, Dunkin' Donuts might have the best coffee I've ever had. Not best because Black Rifle Coffee is the best, but as far as like food chains, yeah, that was a damn good coffee. Good donut too. Not a good breakfast sandwich. Their breakfast sandwich was not that good. Um, Then I just ended up sitting at a bar basically for four hours and just bullshitting with uh, strangers from all over the world or all over the country, which was actually pretty cool. Like that's the one thing I will say was cool about the airport is you run into a lot of people and talk to some, not a lot, but I talked to a few people from different places and it was just interesting to kind of, to kind of see all that and see like where people are from and whatnot and just get to know some people who I'll never meet again, but it was still pretty cool. Especially when you're sitting at a bar, just bullshitting and drinking and stuff like that. Um, which actually, as I had mentioned in previous episodes, I like to go to the bar by myself and that paid off because my social skills on talking to strangers at the bar were put to the test when I was forced to do so almost not really forced to, but fucking wanted to because I was so bored and all they had to show every time I was at a bar in the airport was soccer because that's all that was going on during the day. That's boring. Now here's my overall, th- here, here's one thing I do want to say about the airport or just airports in general. Airports, airplanes, whatnot. That is truly, truly the best opportunity for you to see the most grotesque parts of people. They might be a great person, but if there's any part of them that is remotely grotesque or remotely just a nightmare, that's where you find that out. People who on the on the flight are are just talking to you when when you clearly have earbuds in. That happened to me twice. I'm sitting here with my earphones in. People are like trying to talk to me. I'm like, can you not see? I'm like just trying to do like just chill and of course I'm nice I oblige I take my earphones out I talk to them 
The, the worst type of person on a flight is the person when you land, right when you fucking land, they stand up. What are you doing? Do you honestly think you're just going to bolt to the front? No, that's not how this works. How many flights have you been on? Don't stand up right away. You're all grabbing your luggage and fucking standing there like, well, what? what, what? Even I know. I don't fly a lot. I know it takes, you know, 10 minutes. By the time the, when the fucking wheels hit the ground, it takes 10 to 15 minutes before you're even walking down that, that aisle. And yet people insist every single time on standing up and just standing there, like, awkwardly. It's so stupid. Um, and then, like, I remember this dude, we're sitting in the terminal on my flight back, and he's literally on his computer, like, kind of, it looked like he was doing work or whatever, and he just keeps going, <clears throat> like, clearing his throat obnoxiously loud. The lady next to me kept, like, looking up, like, startled. And I'm just like, I'm trying to get a nap in. I'm just like, seriously, dude? Like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> but yeah. Uh, obviously met a lot of nice people. The, the, the server gal at both places. Both bars I chilled at in the, in the Dallas airport. Very cool. Very nice people. Other than that... I mean, yeah, like I said, you meet some nice people. It's cool to see people from different parts of the country and kind of just bullshit with them. But then you also see the dark side of people and see how truly disgusting and disturbing some some of humanity really is. Mostly the lack of, like, the lack of uh, self-awareness of, of the people around you. That's the true thing that you, you notice people doing. It's like, oh, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm here. Like, this is my plane. Like, I'm going to fucking do what I want to do. No no regard for anybody around you. Goddamn. Mm. So there's my piece on planes and airports. I am not the biggest fan, but what do you do? That airport, though, is pretty sweet. There's a lot to do there. Another thing I want to say that I've come to find out, that I've come to, like, realize about myself even though I spent five hours in, in that hotel, I gotta tell you, I absolutely fucking love hotels. We've d I've done the Airbnb thing, and it's nice because it's cheap and it's a little bit more private, but there's, there's so many things that, like, come with the Airbnb process that are, like, odd and sketchy, and you gotta deal with the owner of the house, and, like, sometimes they can be weird. I, unless I'm forced to, or unless like somebody else is like paying for it, I'm doing hotels, man. I like hotels. They're nice. They're comfortable. Best pillows in the game. And I don't know. There's something about hotels that I just absolutely like. So I'm a hotel man. That's what I learned about myself on this trip. Even though I was only there for four hours. It was the best four hours. It was, be it was, those four hours were better than any amount of time I spent in the airport. I'll tell you that. Okay. Let's move on here, shall we? Okay. Here's something that I wasn't necessarily... That I didn't necessarily plan on talking about, but I thought it might be a good time to talk about because I don't talk about this a lot, okay? And that is religion. Now, of course, having embraced the Texas culture... 
having just visited the Bible Belt, I'm a saved man. I've been reborn. I'm all about God now. That's my world. I've already told you this. I've embraced the, the Texas culture. So, Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hands. Um, but also, the reason I want to bring this up, too, is obviously, like, keeping in mind that, yeah, Texas is a very religious place. Uh, my friend Pow is also a very religious person. So it just, it seems, and, and honestly, I think one of the only times I've ever really talked about religion on this show was with Powell, and we had a really good conversation about it. So it just seems fitting to, of all times, if any time, to bring that up and talk about that. So, personally, for my personal life as involving religion, I was raised Catholic. My grandma was Catholic. She, uh... I, I was baptized. I received communion. Um, we we didn't necessarily go to church a lot. We went enough that I remember it. Uh, we would go on like Easter and Christmas, and but we weren't just the Easter Christmas people. Like we would show up every you know on a Sunday, a random Sunday. I think they had Wednesday mass sometimes that we would go to. Um, I went to Sunday school. I think I did like Sunday camp or church camps from time to time. And I remember like enjoying it. I remember like not, not enjoying it, you know, like it necessarily wasn't something I was my favorite thing, but it wasn't something I dreaded because I mean, church camps and stuff, they make it fun and it seems weird. I'm, I am glad that I learned a religion. And I say that because I I don't think it really matters what religion you you learn or which religion you you were born into or raised as. Maybe you've changed your religion. Maybe you, I mean I just think it's good to learn the uh, I don't know just at least one religion. It, 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 there's parts of religion that hold good values. Like, the values of, of most religions, in fact, I, I can't imagine any religion having, like, negative values, really, unless it's, like, Satanism or... And I've heard paganism has some, some values that are, are worth taking out of it as well. You know, be kind, be kind to others, do not murder, do not, you know, basic human values and, like, how to, like, live your life happily and and with peace and not with hatred and anger essentially obviously it's funny to say that because so many wars have been fought based on religion i think 90 percent of wars throughout our history about the world's history are based on religion which is somewhat ironic but um I don't regret learning all that. Now, currently in my life, I'm not necessarily... I wouldn't call myself religious. I would prefer calling myself spiritual. That would be the term I would use. I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in an afterlife. I believe there's something more beyond this life. I believe in a spirit. I believe we have a soul. And that when our body dies the essence of our being which is our soul or our spirit 
goes elsewhere. Now, is it clear to me where that ends up? No. It could end up in a different realm, it could, which, which you may call heaven. Or it may end up in a different dimension, perhaps a parallel dimension. Um, it may... you. It, I, I don't disbelieve in reincarnation. I think your spirit can definitely transfer itself into a new into a new body and relive into a different form. I I just believe in something further than than the shell that is our body. Let's put it that way. I do believe there is a higher being. I don't know if that I mean whatever that you, you may just call that god, but it doesn't necessarily have to be god. It could be multiple things. Um, I think maybe there's a possibility that we are all connected in one spiritually. Like there is the, the, the spirit wavelength that we all kind of subscribe to. We're all part of the same spiritual wavelength. And whatever that that connective being is, that is God. You know, the overarching wavelength and that and that like signal that spiritual signal that we all receive from that we all like bounce off of that's god and maybe i'm wrong about that maybe there is like a specific being that's all powerful i don't know i I, i'm not gonna say i'm not i don't deny that any of that could be possible but i just don't know the answer and i don't think any of us are supposed to know the answer i think we all can speculate i think we all have um the ability to to have our own theories about what lies beyond and what is higher power than us or what what is our afterlife and whatnot and i think that's the way it's supposed to be i think we're all supposed to have different thoughts and feelings and um opinions about it because i think we all you know that makes that's what makes us all individually unique however you look at you look at pretty much all the religions and they all believe that there is something beyond this life they all believe that there is a higher power uh when people die and and come back to life their experience beyond this realm when they are technically dead very similar experience and usually that experience involves a warmth a sense of comfort and a longing to be in that realm, like a paradise. So I don't know back to my basic belief. I'm not religious. I don't subscribe to any specific religion. Do I believe um, in Jesus? I want to say yes. I believe there was somebody called Jesus or a man named Jesus who, whether he was, I, I don't know. Um, whether he was the son of God, a prophet of, of whatever our high power is, I don't discredit that as being completely false. I don't know that as a fact. Um, and then there's other religions that don't subscribe to that specific um, story or, or you know, some people don't believe in God and Jesus at all. I'm obviously more likely to believe in that because that's what I was raised to believe. It's hard to say, you know, I, I think not, obviously not all religions are right. 
some of them are wrong and maybe all of them are wrong. I think that's most likely. I think it's most likely that all of them are wrong, but they're all right in certain ways. But their methodology and the way that they, you know, script their books, the books that they, they, they might not all be exactly correct. I think that's the most likely scenario. So I don't, like I said, I don't subscribe to a specific religion and the practices and beliefs and all that, that specific religions um, promote and all this. I also think there is a lot of corruption in religion and that comes from all religions. Pro honestly, probably the least corrupt um, religion is probably Buddhism because you don't hear a lot about that. I'm sure there is somewhere along the way. But for the most part, I would say, you know, there, there's definite corruption in in the rest of the religions. You have corruption in, like, Middle Eastern country, uh, religions where they're, you know, it's very anti-Western culture. They do, I mean, it's, they do advocate for violence, which I don't know that that says that in their book. I've been told it does, but I don't know that for a fact, so I'm not going to state that as a fact. But leaders of those religious groups do promote violence through their religion, which is a corruption of that religion. They're using it to begot violence. Whereas in, in most Christian religions, at least nowadays, and that was the case back in, you know, crusade times, obviously, like I said, war, trying to like convert people to their religion, which is insane. Like you have to believe in this God or we'll fucking kill you. That's insane. Um, but nowadays it's either, you know, victimizing people for like sexual pleasure, AKA Catholic, which, <laughs> Hey, I'll say it right now. Was never touched by a priest. Um, but then you ha you also have a lot of like financial corruption where like they don't pay taxes. You look at all these like, um, what do they call them? Like the the uh, pop up tent church guys. You know the fucking millionaire dudes that get on the TV and scream at you and those psychos. Those guys are the first to go to hell. Because those are the biggest con artists in all of religion. But yeah, there's a lot of corruption in religion. Like the... 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 Um, structure of religion. That's why I... When I talk about it, I like to say that I'm spiritual. I believe in... Like... Beliefs... That religions... Promote. I just don't believe in the foundations of religion. Let's put it that way. Um, let's see. What was I going to say about... Yeah, that's basically my thoughts on it, honestly. Um, th actually, what's crazy... The other night, I was driving by um, my old churches that I used to go to when I was a kid. Or younger, you know, with my grandma and stuff. The two churches we usually went to were Our, La um, Our Lady Guadalupe and uh, Little Flower Church. And also, my daycare when I was young was Little Flower Daycare. And it was a building separate from the church. And 
all three of those buildings, this kind of made me sad. Like I said, I'm not really, you know, I don't really, I wouldn't go there. But all three of those buildings are, like, no longer in use. They, like, they're for sale, like, the land is for sale or whatnot. It kind of made me sad because, like, you know, anytime you see a pretty significant part of your childhood or somewhere you spent a lot of time just not being just not around anymore it kind of makes you sad and i knew guadalupe had been shut down for a while it was all boarded up apparently now it's like a wrestling club which i guess is cool because at least it's being used and it's kind of something that's good for youth and like especially in that area it's a kind of a rougher area like it's a good way for kids to learn a learn a skill and whatnot but also it's just like man that's like the church i got baptized in that's the church i was you know, received communion in, and it's like, even though I don't subscribe to those, those, uh, practices anymore, it's still like, kind of sucks to see those being condemned. Or at least they're not what they used to be. And those were like, they weren't like richy rich churches. They were, they were, but they were nice. You know, they were, they were, actually, they weren't that nice, but they they, they were, there was something about them that I that I the nostalgia like thinking about it. So But yeah, so uh also I I, I had a thought. Uh, this was a couple this was a few months ago and the more I think about it, the more I like whenever I see it, it's interesting to me that, you know, the majority of people even what doesn't I don't know what whatever your your beliefs are, your Just strangers, you know, you, you don't know what everybody thinks, feels, believes. But it seems like the majority of people have somewhat of a respect for churches. And the reason I say this is, you know, I see these small rinky-dink churches around downtown, or around some of these troubled areas, where graffiti and vandalism are very regular. It's a, it's a regular thing. And, um, you never, I've never at least seen just like random vandalism on the side of a church, like even on like the backside of a church or buildings that used to be churches that are no longer in use. And it's like people, even though they're committing a crime or like committing vandalism, they still somewhere deep in their subconscious have a respect and no, don't fuck with it. Like, let's not fuck with the church you know we have respect for for god and the religion and, and at least at least a respect for whatever the higher power is and at least people other people's beliefs you you might be a fucking i mean unless we're talking about like the fucking norwegians black the norwegian black metal scene who were like super anti-religion and they were burning churches i mean other than that if unless it's a hate crime against God and against, but you still you just don't see it a lot. So I thought that was an interesting like thought. People who are definitely like, I don't know, people just still show a respect, and that was an interesting thing to think about. So yeah, just a little uh, thought for y'all. I thought that was interesting. So yeah, I mean, different topic, but. I don't know. 
we always like to try different topics here. And just because I am now a saved Christian from te- uh, a, re- a born-again Christian, a born-again Texan, a uh, honorary Texan, I felt like I should uh, share that with y'all. With y'all, as they say. That's another thing. I'm going to start saying y'all. I'm going to start... I'm, I'm going to... Y'all. That's my new... That's You got to get the slang down. The twang. Um, okay, let's end with this. I wanted to, I saw this recently, and I'm actually going to take this off because I got it from this. I got to do the headphones. Um, but I thought this was interesting. It was fucking hilarious and a complete and utter disaster. So, um, let me preface this before we watch this. I'm going to play a clip. The first clip I've actually played in on the show. If you didn't see this yet, the Tour de France just happened recently. And right in the beginning, some idiot fan steps out and is holding up a sign trying to be on TV and gets smoked by a bicyclist. And the entire, the entire bike uh, or what you, the rally or whatever the, the race comes to a screeching halt and is in a massive pile up so let's watch this okay here we go that was a little closer than 126 as they've gone under that banner oh, oh a passive crash there what has happened right look on at that. the side of the road there look look at that pile up that's like the entire race. At this, I don't know what happened there. Maybe they clipped the crowd, but whatever has happened, they are... They're all scrambling to try and get back into the race because this is like what they work for all year long. As far as I know, they didn't do it last year, so they've been waiting two years to do this. This is like the biggest bike race of, all, you know, of any bike race. Let's continue are in a right mess down there at the moment now how many riders let's hope that is a massive crash bob it's completely it was a jumbo visma ride it wasn't really it was it the first guy that fell he gets fucking destroyed he just gets crunched over everybody else behind him can you imagine that can you imagine being in the front of the Tour de France race, you're the, like, you fall, everyone else is coming up behind you, and then it's just pandemonium. If I, as I recall, multiple people, like, had to fall out of the race because they were so fucked up. I think that was Tony Martin that just went down. It could have been Tony Martin, yes, it could have been. And it just, he just hit the side of the road and lost the front wheel. Now, as of right now, the announcers don't know that a fan caused this. And on the video here, you can see in the top, like right in the in the road on the top is the fan standing in the road, holding up a sign. Okay. You can see right on the... It looked like pilot Near the front, watch him try to get around his teammate and go down... Okay, no, my-, I, my bad. The fan was in the yellow. So let's go back just a hair. I thought it was somebody else. 
The fans wearing yellow. Watch him try to get around his teammate and go down. Oh, he might have clipped that spectator. He went off the road. Oh, I think he went off the road. The road has got a nasty ridge on it there. Just the biggest now, pile the of bikes is, what's gonna you've ever seen. How many Here we go. Are gonna get back up right, that sign right there, Phil. Left of your picture. Oh, my, oh <laughs> my goodness me. Oh, it was the sign. The dude's head got run over, too. That sucks, man. But look at this idiot. Look at that stupid smile. And I don't know what what language that is. Obviously, it's not English. It's some... It's probably French, if I had to guess. But what a goddamn... It's the longest sign, by the way. It look It's on cardboard. So... This person is most likely homeless. Doubt it, but... Like, what are you doing, dude? You know the race is coming out. You're sticking halfway out into the track. With this big old cheesy-ass grin on. And they're, you know, they most likely got smashed in all this shit, too. And that's the person who deserves it. Back up right, that sign right there, there left of your picture. Oh my, oh, my goodness me. Oh... It was the sign that the rider in front hit. And that is the result. <laughs> Bikes flying everywhere. Can you imagine how stupid that person must feel? I... I... This being one of the biggest, like, events... Definitely in France. But the, the biggest biking event like in the world, that person may very well be in jail for that. For all I know. And this is this is a different country. So that person could very easily get beheaded for that. What a goddamn idiot, man. Uh, and then, like, when they get hit, the person's like, oh! And you could, like, this that smile instantly turns to, I fucked up. Wow. Wow, dude. Yeah. So, that was that, and I thought that was quite entertaining to see. Especially in France. Especially for, like, a, like I don't know. Like, the most boring thing, the most boring sport. Like, when you watch... NASCAR, you, you're you watching for the wrecks. That, you're not. And you got it, and it might have been the, the best moment in Tour de France history that I've ever seen. All right. Let's wrap this sucker up, shall we? Thank you all for watching. Do appreciate it. Of course, make sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the bullshit. Help out the show. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, next week, the 4th of July episode. I am hoping to get a member of the military on whatever branch, doesn't matter. Just some either current or former member of the military I would like to have on. Also, just out of just a thought, how perfect is it that I've, I've, embraced this new identity 
right before the 4th of July. I have this whole, you know, American country persona now coming right into into the 4th of July. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. They'll always recognize when they see old glory flying. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Um, but in all seriousness, as much as I loved Texas, as much as I, my heroes are from Texas, Dangle Hank, Hank Hill, Stone Cold Steve Austin, my boy Joe Rogan lives there now, I will forever be a Montanan. And that includes... Rock and metal, nothing against country, still love, like, I do actually like country a little bit, but it's always going to be rock and metal for me, baby. Montana to the, to the core, I'll never change, it'll never not be that. I was Texan, I was a Texan for a weekend, and I'm back as a native Montana, Montanan as all hallways. So... Thank you guys for watching, as always, and we will see you next week for the 4th of July episode. Hope you guys have a great week. Hope you uh, stay positive. Keep searching for uh, whatever it is that makes you happy. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for your goals. Do uh, do it all, man. Don't don't stay don't 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 stay down. Uh, work hard, and uh, always remember that life's a garden. Dig it.